Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Is your dating life fun or annoying or boring? If you're not having fun in your love life, it's time to flip the script and enjoy dating again. Join me and our HeartSet coach, Tamara Logan, for an episode on bringing the joy back. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited. Tonight, we're going to have a lot of fun. That is our theme. I've got Tamara here with me, who is a total rock star goddess and part of our signature Queens of Pleasure program. And we're going live tonight to talk about something that gets overlooked in dating. We get so focused on the tactics and which app to use and what to say when he texts a certain thing that we forget about the joy and the fun and the flow of being in our feminine energy as we're dating and really trusting and enjoying the process. So Tamara, for those of the people that are watching or watching the replay that might not know that much about you, will you just share a little bit about yourself and and what you do here for us at Queens of Pleasure? Yeah. Um, I live in San Diego and I'm originally from Minnesota and I've been in the coaching industry since 2003 and I'm a coach with your program and I just love um, helping women reconnect back to their heart and their joy and um, their sense of empowerment and their vision that they have of love in their life. Mm, yes, that felt yummy just hearing that. Well, I'm so grateful for your guidance. Uh, Tamara does one of our weekly Q&A calls and then does the individual calls with everyone who is a part of our program and provides such amazing heart set and mindset support and accountability. And it's just really part of the web that we create to really hold our clients as they get everything they wanted when it comes to love and personal transformation in this part of their life. So Tamara, let's dive in. I am going to look at my notes from now and again, because I know we took some time to create some prompts so that this would be really juicy and meaningful for the people who are watching. Um, And I think the first thing that we had talked about is just why is it important to date from a place of fun and flow and feminine joy. So do you want to take a crack at that first? (laughs) Yeah. Um, How it landed for me and what I was really present to is number one, like that saying, like laughter is the best medicine because it really helps us feel good. Right. And I think when we think about connection to others, how we connect and bond is how they make us feel. So I think it's for ourselves really um, connecting um, to what brings us joy. Um, then we're more confident, we're more open and curious and passionate. And, um, and that's really magnetic and attraction, like attractive, I should say. <laughs> so yes. I think that's a couple of it. <laughs> totally. I love that. And it is magnetic. And it, it is something that's really feelings-based. And something that sometimes we forget about, I think, as women is that we often will seek relationship for relationship's sake, whether it's a friendship or a colleague or a romantic relationship, because connection for the feminine is a source of de-stressing and it's a source of soothing our nervous system. And we all have masculine and feminine, but for the masculine, connection is, is less of a soothing or a tonic for the nervous system. They thrive a little more from space and freedom and challenge and those sort of things. So the masculine tends to, tends to be less likely to seek out a relationship 
just for the sake of relationship, but they will seek out relationship and committed relationship when it's fun, when it aligns with their values, when it enriches their life in some way. So there's like a, you know, an outcome from it that's tangible from them. Uh, and I think sometimes we forget that just the energy we bring as women is a huge transformation for the person that we're with, whether it's a friend or someone else. And sometimes in female friendships, we can commiserate, we can support one another through the emotional depths. And I want that for everyone in their romantic partnerships too. But when we forget about the fun, we forget about this gift that we can bring ourselves and the other person, especially in dating, that can make the connection feel like a plus instead of a must have or instead of a detractor from what's already going on in that man's life. So yeah, I'm really, um, really glad that we're spending some time on this tonight. And, and we had also talked about, you know, you and I just talking about what do we consider fun because we're, we're using this word, but everyone has a different definition. What's fun for me may be different than what's fun for you and, and your partner. And I think one of the cool things about dating is we get to try and align with someone who has a similar idea of fun. And that's part of us vetting, you know, the right partner. But yeah, what do you consider to be fun both for dating and, and not dating situations? When I loved how you said it, because it reminds me of uh, a quote like Martha Beckhead is like, what's your fun print, like your thumbprint? And it's, oh, you know, heard yeah, that. I love fun. That. Like, um, so it is knowing what is unique to you, what's fun, and then how you can have similar interests with another person. Um, like one of the things I'm cultivating in the last year is my sense of wonder and joy. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the big things is nature for me, for sure, um, that like restores, whether it's like that spontaneous smile or that inner grin or that spark of light and joy. Um, so whether it's being a mermaid and swimming or hiking, but it's like definitely being in my body and uh, senses and beauty. Um, also like travel, like new experiences, whether it's like window shopping at a new shop or restaurant or taking a cooking class or um, even learning a new skill. Like I love that. And then the other thing for me is big for me is like connection time with people I care about, like quality time. So whether that's giggling with girlfriends or um, people that I love and care about. Um, so yeah, music, dancing, those are probably my fun things. <laughs> I love those. I, I can feel the joy just as you were speaking about them and the congruence with, with what lights you up. And I also was thinking, because you and I didn't rehearse our answers, you know, we just came up with these prompts. But I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, these are all fabulous date ideas, like a hike or a beach walk or taking a class together or going on a mini adventure or dropping into some connection time or yeah, learning something new. And I think oftentimes as women, we think, well, I want my partner to just know my fun print, as Martha Beck would say. I love that now. Um, and then we might feel disappointed if they're like, hey, let's go to a movie. We might think, what? That's not really fun for me. But, but we haven't even had a chance to let them know. And I think that's why the communication skills that we teach our queens, you know, that we teach the clients in the course are so important because we're really teaching our, our ladies how to communicate their desires and how to do so in a way that draws the masculine forward and makes them excited to help meet our desires and co-create this relationship together. And so it's not just about being in our feminine and hoping that he plans everything perfectly for us. It's about really being able to give voice 
to what is our flavor of fun and, and how do we express that, whether it's on an online profile or whether it's on our first date or whether it's over text. So you gave me such a spark of, of, of inspiration to think about how our fun list really translates to our desires and, and how we want to be cared for and planned for when it comes to dating. Do you want to share any of your fun things that are fun? Yes. <laughs> totally. I have lots of fun things. You know, I do love what I do, you know, for work. It's, it's easy for me to just find a lot of joy in that, you know, watching a woman transform from maybe having been single for years or having come out of some pretty traumatic situations and then seeing her transform and reclaim her feminine power and essence and really be in a place of pleasure and learn how to date in a way that's empowered like it sounds cheesy but that is so fun for me that is a huge source of fun but there's plenty of other ways that I find fun as well um, I've been doing an art project lately where I'm making my own yantras which is like a design that has a geometry related to a certain you know vibration or aspect of, of the world and so that's been fun and challenging for me because it's also very very methodical and it takes a lot of thought but I found it to be yeah something kind of fun is to explore color and shapes and and all of those things and so the arts are actually really fun to me like if I need a little reset for my soul if I go to a museum and just look at the art it, it does something for me and I can't even probably talk about it that much I'm not that experienced you know I never took art history or any of those things but but there's something about creativity that for me is is really fun and then also spiritual growth that overlaps, you know, with what you were saying about learning something new or developing a different aspect of myself or being able to talk about like philosophy and why we're here and, you know, different theories of spiritual development and all of that. I mean, Jason and I, on our first date, we ended up talking about quite a bit of those things and it made it not only fun, but it made it have this spark. So it wasn't just that I was looking for this physical spark. There was this like, visionary spark there was a spiritual spark and so that was really cool to be able to overlap for him and I also with our sense of fun and, and what lights us up and what we could talk about I mean other things that I think are fun or I <laughs> to my um detriment I love sugar like salt and straw ice cream and cupcakes and I was just sharing with you that before we got on the call I made myself a piece of peanut butter toast and I had stole all the M&Ms out of one of our bags of M&M trail mix and put them on top to make this like peanut butter chocolate sandwich and you know I could have just used Nutella but we don't have any of that because that will just I will just eat it all up in two days so yeah like little little funny things um related to treats I love that um and other things that I find fun are hmm. yeah there's something about like losing myself in the moment I was pausing because I wasn't sure if it was fun or pleasure or both and I think fun is pleasure and pleasure is fun but it can feel a little bit different to me fun feels a little bit more lighthearted and carefree but there's something about losing myself in my environment whether it's nature or dancing or you know a perfect example of finding someone who matches your version of fun you know jason loves burning man and i love burning man too although maybe not as quite as much as he does but that's also a place where we really overlap is, I mean, there's people who wouldn't be caught dead camping for one night, let alone seven nights in the desert with no plumbing and no electricity and all of these things. But we, we had one of our marriage ceremonies there and it was so fun. It was so fun. Like we did all of these cool, like themed, themed aspects of our wedding and, and yeah, it was, it was just great. And so those are my buckets of fun. And, and it's really nice to have a partner that has, similar things that he finds fun as well. 
When I love how multifaceted that you brought that all through, like my heart just like was so touched when you said that visionary spark and that spiritual spark, you know, but then you were also like lighthearted about chocolate or whatever. So I love just the, the multifaceted about it. <laughs> Thank you. And, and yours as well, you know, all the pieces of yours from nature to giggling with girlfriends. And, and I think as women, we forget that we have such multidimensionality. We've either conditioned ourselves that we're only valuable for what we produce or how hard we work or how much we take care of our children or our parents or our siblings or, you know, all of these things that we forget that we're this faceted jewel, this multifaceted jewel. And that's another really fun part of the program is that we get to see women embody and embrace these pieces of themselves that may have been dormant for decades or that they've never fully given themselves permission to express. And it's so fun to see them come alive with the different archetypes, you know, as we go into in chapter seven. And there's a David Data quote, uh, who's a big polarity teacher with masculine and feminine about, you know, the masculine craves all the flavors of the feminine. And we can look at that in a way that's kind of negative of like, oh my God, why do they need so many different types of women? But it's not really about being interested in so many different types of women. It's about really embracing and being drawn to like the full range of the feminine. You know, Jason and I were doing a session with two of our, of our clients that were here in Los Angeles over the weekend. Um, Haley and Meryl had won, had won the VIP trip, you know, to come to LA for a day. And we got to do a session with them and he was so impressed and so delighted by the range of emotion and expression and feeling and, you know, uh, these different pieces of being feminine. So I just want to give a, a shout out to Haley and Meryl, but also a shout out to people in general, women in general, especially who are wanting to blossom into these different aspects of themselves. Like let yourself blossom, get support that you need so that it feels safe and you feel embodied and grounded and connected and all of that with the loving tribe and, and mentor. But it's really important to embrace this range within our feminine. It's, it's uh, so much juice and so much vitality to our partner. I love that you said that. Cause I do find that a lot on the calls that um, was, well, you know, definitely about embracing wholeness, but like, I loved how you said it, like a part of us that might be dormant or that might've got dismissed or wasn't valued in the past. And you're like, I want her back. And so just like that reclaiming of all parts of ourself. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we've forgotten about our sensual side or we've forgotten about our emotional side. We've told ourselves it's not okay to be emotional or our playful, like kind of innocent side. And um, yeah, I could go on and on. It's, it's so great. So we've been kind of touching on like, what are some of the benefits we've been weaving that in, but let's go a little deeper into that. Like, what do you feel are some of the benefits of being in this place of fun and joy and feminine flow? Yeah, I mean, I think it can have a ripple effect in our life, right? So it's like when we're attuned to our desires, um, our joy, um, we're connected to our values and our passions, right? And that will ripple out into our relationships, um, what we create in our life and career. Um, I think it's also like just that positive outlook and we're more optimistic and we stay more true to ourselves when we're connected and aligned in that way and what matters to us. Mm. I was just like, oh, I had this moment where my heart like melted when you said stay true to ourselves. That feels, that feels so important. You know, we can easily, when we're not following our, our joy or our fun, we can be living someone else's dream or doing something that's 
not actually true to us. So that really, I felt that in my heart when you said that, and it felt really good to remind myself of that too. Yeah. Um, so what do we feel like gets in the way of being in this state? It's pretty obvious, but I'd, I'd like to explore that with you. Yeah, I know. I loved this question. I was really with it in a couple of ways today. I think like it's recognizing a pattern, like one of my patterns that can take me out of that state um, is when I'm out of balance around responsibility. So when I shift into like over responsibility, it literally sucks the joy out of my life. And I start to feel like it's Groundhog's Day and I get depleted. And um, so that's always like a warning signal for me. Um, and then I think it's like time, the tension around time. So whether that's like we have a lot of outcomes we have to produce with tight timelines or whether we're worried we don't have enough time or that we're wasting time. Um, I think the other thing around like worry is worry we're not good enough in some way. Like we're comparing ourselves and find us not good enough or we're worried we're going to be judged or ridiculed if we're like too feminine or like too joyful. Right. You know, or, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I was like hanging on every word. So that was so good. That was so important. Um, the responsibility and the time and the, you know, fear of judgment from other people. I know a lot of women we work with who have just as hard of a time being seen in their happiness, their pleasure, their joy as seen in, you know, their emotions. So sometimes we've been taught from our parents or society, this kind of upper limit problem, like, well, you can only feel so good, or it's only safe to feel good around certain people because you don't want to make them feel bad. Or, you know, there's all these limits we put on our emotional resonance. And then, yeah, it can make us feel like there's a black cloud hanging over us or, you know, change us in some way to think that our life is based on other people's emotions or their own happiness versus really, like you were saying earlier, living our truth. And a big one that comes up for me that's embedded in what you were talking about is guilt, like feeling guilty that I'm feeling good, feeling guilty for having fun because my husband's still working or because, you know, friends are working or because there's people in the world that are suffering, you know, especially with everything that's happening politically. And we don't need to go into all of that, but there's, there's a lot of um, sense of suffering in the world, especially suffering of women and, and all parts of the world. And so sometimes we can think, well, who am I to have fun or to feel pleasure? I need to be doing my work for the collective. You know, I need to be advocating and I need to be doing these things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing that, but I believe we can only contribute to our society and to ourselves and to each other, like when it is balanced, like we are talking about in this fun piece is a very important sliver, you know, sliver of the pie. Um, the other things that get in the way of me being in a sense of fun is almost like an addiction to the more masculine part of my personality about performance. Like, well, I'll have fun later when I finish my to-do list or like, oh my God, but it feels so good to check all of this off and be a ninja with my email and get my inbox down. <laughs> and like, you know, I get obsessed with like being productive instead of really like savoring the moment or saying like, oh, you know what? is this really urgent or is this just me like wanting to be liked? Is this just me wanting to prop my ego up with being efficient and um, conquering the world and doing all of those things? And so, yeah, stress and like a sense of addiction to, to that achievement can be a big, big source of, of taking me away from my joy. And the funny thing is the pendulum always swings back. And so then 
I might get resentful and then I might get sad and then I'm not productive anyway, you know, and all of these things. So yeah, it's amazing how that can kind of go away. And I also think that's why it's really important because we're talking a lot about a we're talking a lot about emotions that are almost transpersonal, like a sense of responsibility or guilt or um, those things that are affected by the people we're around. And so that's one thing I love about our group is that even though we're doing deep and transformational work to help people change patterns that have been happening for decades, there is a sense of joy and fun and pleasure and lifting each other up because we really need that as women and as human beings in the modern world. Like we need to have a safe haven where we can go to be held in our vulnerability, but also cheered on when we're having like a great date or something's going really well with someone or um, we want to be silly, you know, all of those things. Like we did a little, one of the queens had posted a little video of her dancing um, a few weeks ago and it was so, so cute and inspiring and it uplifted a lot of people and the little memes someone will post or the quotes of inspiration, like surrounding yourself with the right tribe can help you avoid these kind of emotional traps or conditionings about guilt and responsibility and stress and addiction to performance that keep us away from, from that sense of joy. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> um, so we talked a lot about this, but let's just do a little bit more. And I had been, you know, riffing on how does the world and the masculine respond to fun? Like, how does the world respond to you when you're in a place of fun um, from your experience? Yeah, like I see it like a, like energy, right? Like that sense of pleasure or fun or joy. It's like energy. And I think the biggest thing for me, what um, I see or how I see it is it's, it's inviting. So it invites participation. It invites engagement. Um, I think with men, like when they see us happy, they're probably thinking of like, how else can I make her happy? <laughs> you know, like it's like it's um, like what can I provide or contribute towards that happiness? Right? It's like a gauge. Um, again, I think like. It, I think just that joy, it's magnetic, it's attractive, you know, in anyone, whether it's a child laughing or dogs playing or us giggling or anything. I think it's just, it's magnetic. <laughs> yeah, I've just felt my shoulders and my whole body relax. And I felt like taking a deep breath as you were talking about that. There's something about <clears throat> what you said that just like softened the moment. And I was reminded of, of how powerful that is to just be able to bring that energy. And it is totally magnetic. I mean, there's been so many times where I've just been feeling good for no reason. And little things just happen, you know, like I was getting my coffee and the person behind the counter was like, you deserve a cookie today, you know, or like, and like not even asked for that, just kind of gave it to me. It's like little gifts kind of come our way because of, like you said, that magnetism that's bringing in even more joy and even more fun. And um, to tell on myself, like two weeks later, I went to the same coffee shop and I was not in a place of joy, but I was like, oh, maybe he'll remember me and give me another free cookie. He did not remember me to save my life. Like definitely was not getting any free cookies that day. And even though in my mind, I was like, I'm going to set the intention. I'm going to get a free cookie. I'm going to show up all feminine. And it just goes to show that sometimes when we have this like more masculinized agenda of like, I'm going to show up this way and I'm going to make this happen. Like 
totally backfired. But when I was just naturally in my feminine flow because of the practices and mindset and just vibe that I was in that day, the same things that we, we teach our clients, um, you know, just happened and it was effortless. And so I agree with you. There's something really magnetic when we're in this place and it is totally an invitation. I don't know if I can say it any better than that. Um, yeah, I think the only word that I would add is like co-creative as, as you said, it's magnetic and inviting. And then from that place, it's like anything is possible. You know, one of our Queens is in a long distance situation and she just had this like 12 hour date with a guy. They had been texting for a while. They finally met in person and they just co-created this most magical day. Um, but that's only possible when we're coming from a place of fun and inviting the other person to participate in that instead of, being overcome by our fears or our worries or, or all of those things we talked about. And that also relates, I just want to add more thing, one more thing, you know, that also relates to our power in um, magnetizing and getting what we want when it comes to work, when it comes to all of these opportunities. I mean, so many women, when they start working with us, they meet their person within a few weeks or a few dates or a few months instead of maybe they went on 200 dates in the last five years, but they were approaching it from a different way. And so it just wasn't sticking. And so it's almost like it's a shortcut. The more fun we have, the, the faster things go and, and the easier it is to get what we want in a way that feels, yeah, that feels effortless and co-creative. I think, can I add one thing that kind of came up as you were talking to like, if, if I think about joy, passion, fun, it's, like the word light comes to mind. So whether it's sunlight or light, and I think how men respond to that energy, it's life giving, but even yeah. just when I'm around that it's life giving it like gives me life and yeah. Inspiration. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you said that because I felt this burst of energy in my heart and it seems like the perfect antidote to caretaking. Like when we caretake, we're kind of like the world is sad and I need to help everyone and fix everyone. But when we're just joy and passion and lightness, like you said, then everyone feels better just by being in our presence. But we don't have to deplete ourselves in the process. And so it feels like a really important lesson for women and people everywhere is to find that joy and lightness versus feeling like we have to get sucked down into someone's story and somehow make it better for them. Like it's life-giving for everyone. It elevates everyone. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm curious, and we won't need to go into too much detail here, but um, how do we get there? Like if someone's watching this or for you and I both, like, how do we get to that place of feeling light and joy and then the feminine flow? Well, honestly, I think your program lays it out really well. Like, cause I think on a foundational level, it's even like going back to what I said, it's knowing my patterns of what gets in the way. Right. So whether it's like for me over responsibility or depletion or overgiving or, um, so it could be healing our past, healing our heart, healing past patterning. So I think there's a healing component. Um, I think it's identifying like what we were talking about, whether it's beliefs or so like, you know, being in our joy or beliefs about femininity, if there's anything negative or limiting. So it's really having an awareness there and identification. And then what are the, what's more true and what's more empowering. Um, and then I think it's also like anything, it's the practices, it's the rituals, it, you know, 
asking that question, what does give us joy? What does give us light? What does nourish us? What lights us up, right? And then being able to create time for that. Because I think, you know, I mean, honestly, in our culture, we're rewarded for producing results, right? And so to create time for fun to a lot of people could seem trivial or unimportant or not worthy. And so really cultivating that time to nourish ourselves with things that bring us joy is really important. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we live in a instant gratification society and sometimes even pleasure, which is a big theme of our course can be thought of as just the band-aid, you know, just the bubble bath every once in a while or the piece of chocolate. And those things are amazing. I'm not saying that can't be nourishing, but we forget that it's a practice, that it takes time, that we have to invest that time and that we have to have the right um, mind body connection to be able to sustain that and come back to it. So it doesn't feel like it's such a climb to get back to. And a lot of times we think, well, yeah, I'm just going to think a new thought and then I'm going to be happy all the time. And, you know, you and I have talked about Joe Dispenza's work or the other like emotional resiliency pieces that we do in our program so that we're not just living out these old patterns and these old conditionings because it's actually a lot harder than you would think to just be positive and be joyful without it being a spiritual bypass, without it being just like a bandaid we're slapping on something. And that's when people can get into trouble when they're dating if they've done a lot of the spiritual work, but they don't have the, the psychological or the embodiment underpinnings to sustain it, then it comes across as incongruent. A date can feel that, they can sense that, they can tell that like, okay, they're saying one thing, that their life is great, but their body language is different or the energy they're sharing is different. And so a big part of the work that we get to do is to integrate our head, our heart and our body so that we can be congruent and we can hold that emotional point really authentically in a way that feels good for the person you know, that we're interacting with and that creates trust and safety for both of us. Well said. <laughs> and then I, I also am reminded of um, project management. So I was an in engineering grad and undergrad. And uh, there's this phrase in project management, but I think it's pretty much permeated into all parts of our culture, which is that you can have something done well or fast or cheap, but you can't have all three. You know, it's this idea that like we do live in a 3D reality that has constraints. And oftentimes we think, well, I want something without having to do the work. And A, that's rarely possible. But B, you get to choose, like, do I want it to be cheap and good? Well, then it might take 15 years of therapy. It might take a very, very long time, you know, which ends up not even being that cheap when you put the, the time horizon on that. Or do I want it to be fast, but low quality, like some $500 e-course where there's no support and you're just kind of like learning something to text someone back, but it, it doesn't stick, you know, there's not a way to sustain it. So what I love about our program is like, yes, it's an investment in terms of finances, but it's also an investment in terms of time. We don't ask people to spend six hours like doing these practices, but a half an hour every day is required for any habit you want to change, whether you want to change your eating patterns or go to the gym in a different way or, or more frequently, or you want to change, you know, something related to creative creativity or your work, like you're going to invest 30 minutes a day and then you get to decide, do I want to do that for 20 years or do I want to do that for two months and have the same result and have the rest of my life back? Those are 19 years and, and eight months or 10 months or whatever it is, you know? So 
I, I think sometimes we want to sugarcoat that with all these memes on Instagram and things that we can just change in an instant. And yes, life can change in an instant, but it can only be sustained by, by really investing in ourselves the time and the money and the energy and really saying a hell yeah to this part of our life and to getting the skills and the tools that we need. And it's almost like this analogy of, you said the light and it made me think about the light in my room and the light bulb. It's like, you can turn the light on all you want, but it's not going to be able to turn on if you don't have the wiring set. And most of us don't have that neurological pathway set. It's not connected because we haven't done the integrative work of our head, our heart, our body. We've never had someone who's an expert holding space for us and pointing out our blind spots and cheering us on through the difficult times. And that's why the work that you do with our clients is so important so that they have the right beliefs and then they learn the right embodiment tools and the right practical tools about how to date so that the wiring is there, the light bulb is functional, and it turns on whenever you want it, like clockwork. And that's what I want people to be able to have for their feminine is it's actually more like a dimmer switch. It's like we're giving them the, the, the capability to connect all the wires, make it functional, um, spread light, be the light whenever they want, and then dial it up or dial it down, depending on how much they're interested in the person or how safe they feel in the environment or what their boundaries and their intuition are telling them in the moment. So yeah, I love, I love what you're saying about the light because I think it's totally true on a, on a very practical way. I love that. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, if people are wondering like, how do I get there? How do I stay there? How do I make this sustainable? I really invite you to book a call with our team, set up a free breakthrough call. You just go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. You'll get to talk to one of our amazing breakthrough coaches who will really help you understand like what's missing, you know, where are the pieces not fully fitting together? Why isn't the light turning on? And then what's keeping you from being in that place of more joy and your feminine power so that you can have the love that you want and attract a high quality partner and really make it last if that's something that's on your heart. And if you're watching this, I would, I would guess that it is. So we would love to support you in that. And again, you can just go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. And then if you're in our program, you get to see Tamara on the inside. You get to have your one-on-ones with her. You get to have group calls with her once a week and you get to have her expertise and love and graciousness and support. And so it's truly a blessing that you're part of our team and helping transform so many women's lives. So Tamara, do you have anything else you want to add before we're wrapping up? No, I think that's good. I liked how you said it, just that the program has the foundation and the tools and the support, the community support and the mentoring by you. And um, yeah, practical and heart, mind and body. And I think that's really important. So I'm honored to be a part of your, the program and just the queens and their growth and their transformation. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Yes, it's so exciting. And I do want to let everyone know that we have about 10 to 20 spots open a week, but we have about 40 women a week who reach out, who reach out to us. So if you are interested in one of those breakthrough to love sessions, go ahead and book that call. Um, you know, we may decide to invite you into the program. We may not. It just depends on if it's the right fit for both of us, but either way, you'll get a ton of clarity about what's been holding you back and what it is that you really want and a roadmap to get there. So thank you again, Tamara. Thank you for everyone listening to the call. And we will be back together doing this in, a, in another few weeks or so. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. 
I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.